Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. Well, hello and welcome back to the Style Matters podcast brought to you by Little Yellow Couch. I'm Zandra, your host, and I am so glad you're here. You are listening to a show that is all about developing your signature style in your home and connecting it to the life you want to create. Now, if you've been having trouble figuring out what your style is or how to define it or how to know if everything you have is all working together, I've got a great place for you to start. Head on over to our website, littleyellowcouch.com, and download the free Style Finder, and you'll come up with your own one-of-a-kind style. You can forget all of the typical style categories out there, because this is unlike any other quiz or questionnaire or whatever it is that you've taken before where you've tried to define your style. Instead, I'll show you how to create a mashup of elements that perfectly describe who you are and how you want to show up in your home. So go to littleyellowcouch.com and click on the free style finder button right at the top to get started. Okay, I also want to share two dates with you. The first is that our online course, Master the Mix, is back and it will start on April 22nd. It's where we get laser focused on transforming one room in your home in just four weeks. The other date is a little sooner, and that's March 29th. That's when registration opens up for a free workshop that I'll be hosting on how to choose color and how to create a color palette for an entire room. The workshop will be a great way to get a head start on transforming that room in your home, but This part is completely free. I've heard from a lot of you that choosing color is tricky for many different reasons. So I want to take away some of the mystery and help you feel confident in your choices. So again, starting Monday, March 29th, you'll be able to register for the free workshop and there will be a few different days and times to choose from. Okay, let's get on with today's episode. 
Kai Nassar is a repeat guest on the Style Matters podcast, and I'm so happy to have her back. It's been a few years since we spoke, but Kai is still all about all things vintage. She has been rolling up her sleeves and digging into it for many, many years. This time, I wanted to talk with her about her newest venture, which is an online design magazine called Lived in Style. When I first met Kai, she was the editor-in-chief of Flea Market Style Magazine, a print publication, and she was the founder of one of the best antique shows in the country called Junk Bonanza. She's still producing that show in Minneapolis, and she will be again as soon as the pandemic allows, which is hopefully sooner rather than later. But for today, mostly I was curious about her transition from print to online when it comes to the whole shelter magazine industry. And of course, we also talk a lot about vintage in this conversation. Let's jump in. Kai Nasser, it is so great to have you back on the show. Um, The last time we talked, it was a while ago. You uh, were the editor-in-chief of the Flea Market Style magazine, which was a print publication, which I loved. Thank you. And you've moved on from that to start an online magazine. And it is equally as beautiful. It's called Lived in Style, as I mentioned in the intro. And you're taking a monthly membership approach to, to this magazine as a way for us to all get access to it. So... We're going to definitely talk a lot about the different things, the the different sections that you've got in the magazine. But but first, I really want to pick your brain about your thoughts on the magazine industry as a whole, because it's definitely evolved and we've lost a lot of terrific print publications. Uh, They've just gone out of business. And what are we gaining with this new way of doing things? And what have we lost, do you think? Well, first of all, I love print. Print is really, you know, where I grew up. It's where I spent most of my career and I will never leave print. But um, it's been a crazy few years that, you know, with everything that's gone on from in publishing, you know, um, it's just been a tough road for publishers. And Flea Market Style, um, which I uh, was editor for nine years, Ooh, yeah. closed its decorating division, and I was, you know, out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. I Thank was you so. Bye bye. Yeah, it was really, really sad. So yeah. um, I had to decide what to do, and you know, I'm getting up there, but I'm not quite ready to retire (laughs) and decided that um, I wanted to try to get back in, but maybe this time I would do it on my own, which Mm -hmm. is a scary thought, Mm -hmm. particularly when you start researching what it takes to put and uh, put together a print magazine, print and distribute it. Yes. Um, Not that you are any stranger to starting new ventures on your own, but we'll get uh, to that later. Yeah. But it was just a little too scary, you know, particularly now with the pandemic and everything that's been going on. Everything's up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided that I would look into starting an online magazine, but something that is curated and um, a publication that our community, the the vintage community could really 
be proud of, mm. learn from, be inspired by. And the only way I could do that was to charge a membership fee, which is yeah. very, you know, it's $6 a month. So it's, you know, less than a really fancy cup of coffee. Right. But- and less than a really super fancy print magazine. But it's certainly in line with what one one would expect to pay for a print magazine. Oh, absolutely. You know, actually, the print magazines that I've been purchasing lately are the ones with very few ads, and they cost mm-hmm. 15 to $20 a pop. Yeah, they're almost like a book, right? Exactly, exactly. So um, that was the route we went, and we literally opened our doors or went live uh, uh-huh. just three and a half months ago, and it's been incredible. It's oh. just People love it. And we were nervous, you know, Uh, my daughter joined me in the effort and we were nervous because we've been print. We've never been, you know, fully online and would our readers join us? Right. And um, there's very few that have said, you know, I don't understand my computer well enough to pick it up and click click a button. So it's right. been it's been just incredible. Oh, and I think people because of the pandemic now are even that much better at using different apps and different um platforms to find things. Um, you know, my mother-in-law, uh, she's 80 something or early 80s. She's like, I, she might as well be in her sixties. She's an amazing person, but like, she's very quite capable of being online and doing things and, and has only gotten more so since she's had to be on zoom calls and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Well, and it's forced us to embrace technology, yeah. you know, (laughs) even though we came kicking and screaming now, it's like, Oh, this, is not so bad. This is terrific. (laughs) We have it. Otherwise we wouldn't see each other at all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So So, you keep going. Oh, so, you know, now that we've started, we're realizing that there are so many benefits to online over print Mm -hmm. that I hadn't really thought about beforehand. Such as? Well, the best part about our magazine is we do not have pop-up ads. I Yes, I appreciate that. You know, most um, blogs and or websites, you know, their revenue is derived from advertising. Yeah. Therefore, you go on and things are just bouncing off your, you know, face. Your sidebars just, are in front of you. Yes, I know. It's just crazy. And I, when I sit down to read a magazine like Lived in Style... I want to enjoy it. I want to relax. I want to read it. I want to look at the pictures. I don't want to have to be clicking back and forth to get away from really scary, offensive yeah. advertising. Right. So on the other hand, we it allows us to put links in for readers to go to different products. Mm-hmm. You know, with the print, we always put in our resources page, we had websites and where to go to find this and that. And now it's so easy because people can be reading maybe a how-to or a project story and they want to, you know, build the same project and they can literally click on the bailing wire that's yeah. perfect for the project yeah. or the paint color that a homeowner used in their house or it just it just makes it so convenient to not only read but to shop for some of the things that um were a lot more 
you know, was a lot more work when exactly. it was in print. Well, it is beautiful. I have Thank really you. been enjoying my membership and uh, it, you know, it has all the hallmarks of your really good eye that you have for design and uh, rooted in vintage, rooted in thrifting. There's repurposing in there, but there's also full page spreads on on different homes, interviews with, with artists and artisans and um, the most recent one that came out was uh, a guide to shopping Round Top Antiques Fair in Texas. And I have to say it made my heart go pitter patter because <laughs> I I really can't wait to get back there. That's one of the places that uh, we go to with Little Yellow Couch as a style retreat. And I really, I'm just so looking forward to traveling again once we're all able to do that. Well, it's, I, uh, the next show is actually happening in March. <laughs> I'm yes. not sure if you're ready yet, but. No, not, not. I'm hoping we can do the September one. I'm really hoping that by then enough people will be willing and able to travel. So and vaccinated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I used your magazine, both uh, Flea Market Style and now your Lived In Style magazine, to find guests for my shows because oh good yeah I mean you just you have so many wonderful resources on there. Sean Shear is one of my favorites. Oh, he, I found him I, first. I adore in him. Your, oh, me too. He, he was first. I first found him through your print magazine, Flea Market right. Style. But now I know he's got a like a column going and your online version and. Um, boy, is he a master at creating atmosphere and pulling a room together. He is fantastic. He is such an incredible designer yeah. and um, just very articulate and yes. to the point and can teach you things that, you know, you should know, but you... <laughs> You needed him to point it out. (laughs) Well, and his book is, you know, is so fantastic. Everyone needs to get his book. I will link to it in the show notes page, but I I interviewed him after his book came out uh, the second time. So, so I, it's cabinet and camera and I'll link to it in the show notes page, but, but I found him through you, Kai, you are. Such a resource. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, well, I want to get more, a little bit more personal here and talk about your own passion for vintage antiques collecting and ask you, where did it start? How long have you been doing this? Why, why do you love it so much? Well, oddly enough, you know, most people in my position would say, oh, my mom used to always go antiquing and I would go with her or my family, you know, I had none of that. My mom only liked to buy new and um, my dad was always busy at work. So I really didn't have, uh, I didn't grow up in the vintage or antique world. Um, It wasn't until, oh, about little over 20 years ago that um, after I uh, closed my retail clothing stores after 25 years, mm-hmm. decided to open a warehouse of junk. Mm. And um, it was it was just love at first sight. It was the career of a lifetime. Oh. And that actually all came from a garage sale since I had a garage <laughs> sale that you mean we, just your own personal garage sale? Oh, a personal garage sale. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, we were moving and I had to get rid of stuff and I sold so much stuff. I thought, this is amazing. Wow. I need to you do this. You must have had stuff. Yes. I did. <laughs> I did. So that kind of drew me to opening a warehouse and opening um, 
once a month for three yeah. days. And I use the rest of the days to go out and find the stuff, paint it, clean it, and turn it turn things into repurpose items and build projects. And, and it, I was in seventh heaven. It was oh. just a life changer for me. That is, I mean, you get to hunt all month and then, and oh. then display and then invite other people to display. I mean, you're creating a community. Is this how junk bonanza got started? Well, it is because eventually the lines got so long and we had so many customers. I couldn't find enough stuff. Wow, to actually wow. fill the warehouse up. I would say, okay, this month I need a hundred small side tables and I need, you know, 400 chairs. And it got to the point where I couldn't do it all. So we started to bring in a few vendors to help out. So it was more like a mini flea market. Right. And then eventually it turned into Junk Bonanza, which is now um, 150 vendors. And, um, unfortunately I don't get to bring my stuff cause I'm too busy running the show. <laughs> Do you get to shop at least? Uh, I kind of shop after hours, you know, okay. <laughs> at least I, at least I get a chance to look at everything. Right. Um, but typically too busy to shop during the oh, show. Yeah. Of course. Of course. So uh, and how often does junk bonanza happen? Where is it? Well, it's in, it's just outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. in Shakopee at a Canterbury Park, which is a racetrack. Okay. And it happens twice a year in the spring and the fall. Unfortunately, and the yeah, uh, unfortunately, yeah, we just had to cancel our April show. Okay, um, But I have a really good feeling that fall, which happens in September, yes. will be time to get back on it again. It's been, it feels like it's been so long. I know. Everyone is so ready to get oh, back and go I shopping. Mean, we are all chomping at the bit, you know. I, it's going to be these these uh, all of these fabulous shows around the country are going to be hotcakes. <laughs> well, and some are opening up now, but um, Junk Bonanza is an indoor show, mm-hmm. so there are more restrictions for that. Yeah. yeah. So, what are you currently collecting, or what are some of your favorite collections that you've had over time? You must have a lot. It's it's kind of I'm an unusual collector. I don't collect a lot of one thing. Okay. I collect a little of a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. So I figure if there's three, it's a collection. I agree completely. (laughs) (laughs) Particularly if you buy all three at once. Um, But I do. I have quite a few collections. I would. I just pulled out my Plum Bob collection to show my. Like yeah. a plum that helps you, what, draw a straight yeah. line? Or? Yeah, like a plum bob that they hang from a string to yeah. give you a vertical line. Yeah, okay. Yeah, my grandson, who's two and a half, just thought that was the coolest. And <laughs> <laughs> so you have a collection of those. That's fun. Yes, Are they metal? I, um, yes, they're all metal. And But what's interesting is they're all beautiful shapes and, you know, materials. And I'm drawn to the shape thing. So, um, but I also collect hat molds, wood hat molds, crystal animals, game wheels, um, lots of different types of glass, glassware. I have, um, vintage souvenir barware. Oh, fun. I collect ashtrays, you know, the ones with 
the name of the hotel yep, or, yep. you know, the hairdresser. <laughs> Always the ones without the area code are the ones that I like the best. Okay, yeah. Um, I have um, a wall of oil paintings that are mostly men, but some women. Uh-huh. Um, I think my biggest you know or most versatile collection would be my bowling collection bowling okay tell us what's in that yeah so that includes like I have a bowling bench oh fun which has holes in it to put your balls (laughs) and it you know I have a big Brunswick wood locker that was from a bowling alley I have collect balls I have trophies oh fun black and white photos Anything that's kind of bowling related. Uh, that um, is so great. Yeah. Well, and you know, my mom used to, um, this is where my mom gets involved. She was on a bowling team called the French Rolls. And <laughs> the French they all the women wore French Rolls at the time. Oh, my gosh. So, it, you know, it kind of brings that back. Yes. As do so- most collections for people. Well, and I wanted to pick up on at least two of the things you said, which is, starting a collection where there's some kind of connection that you have to it. And oftentimes it is family connection, or sometimes it's a particular place that you vacationed or um, something in your, in your past, you know, that, that you can kind of build a collection around, which, which is why the bowling collection is so fun. I mean, it would be fun to collect that stuff no matter what, but I think when you have that kind of personal connection, and you can tell the story about the French rolls. It's it's so much better than well. And the older you get, the more memories you have. <laughs> the more collections you might acquire. <laughs> yes, yes. And the other thing you talked about was with the plum bobs is the shape. And I I tell people this sometimes that it's not always a subject or a topic that you're collecting. Sometimes it's a shape or a color. Exactly. uh, Yeah. I got into pictures that would not, not pictures like photos, but like pictures, pictures pictures for that reason. I, and I still like, I cannot help myself when I see the shape of a picture that is just beautiful. I I want it. It's crazy how many different things people collect. Mm -hmm. It really is. And we do, we do interview and have some great stories on lived in style on collectors and collections. And it's just, it's just fascinating. Yes, absolutely. So I think that you're also a big proponent of repurposing things, which, which is definitely highlighted in your magazine. And you've got some great projects, by the way, how to projects in lived in style magazine. Can you share some of your favorite repurposing projects either that you've tried or that you've just loved looking at in the magazine? It's funny because I typically just look at an item and come up with an idea. Okay. Uh, it just, you know, Oh, so you're good that way. Like you're good at. Yeah. I, okay. I, and I think it, the, everyone can be good that way if they're able to block out what it is. Yes. You know, if you're able to take your brain and say, no, that's not a bowl. It's a right. you know, <laughs> lampshade. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so it's really, it just, re- it just requires you to be able to block out, you know, preconceived ideas of what it is. And then, right. um, but there are items that I come across that I literally know someday I'll come up with an idea for it. Mm-hmm. And I, just I I pull it out like once a month and look at it and look at it and one of which 
to most people wouldn't sound very interesting, but I have been looking at egg separators. Do you know egg what an egg separator is? Well, I think so. I mean, I understand what it's it like does. It's like this little wire thing. It's like a little wire cup okay, yep, with, a, I got with it. a wire handle. Yep, I can picture it now. And I had been looking at egg separators for years and never could figure out what to do with it. And one day, all of a sudden, I just got my pliers and my tools out and started twisting the wire and it became the cutest photo holder. Now I know that sounds really silly, but just the challenge that literally I'd been looking at it for seven years. Right. right. Inspiration finally struck. It did. Um, But my most popular, I think, and most pinned or a duplicated project has been my suitcase shelves where you cut a, you know, a hard suitcase, vintage suitcase, a vintage suitcase in half and build it into a shelf. It has been pinned so many times. Yes. It is fun. It's colorful. It's unexpected. We will link to that photo for sure on the show notes page. But as soon as you said it, I knew that's what you were going to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, companies have actually reproduced it as new. Really? But it's just not. There's some items that can be reproduced well and some that can't. And it's just not the same. I agree. It's not an old suitcase. Absolutely. I totally agree. Oh, this is so much fun. It's such a breath of fresh air to talk about this kind of stuff because we've been cooped up inside for so long. Um, <laughs> so what what are you most looking forward to? Um, what do you have your eye towards? What's new either for the magazine or for Junk Bonanza? We'll be back after a quick break. I assume you're here because you want a one-of-a-kind, personality-filled home, right? Well, in order to have that, you need to define and develop your signature style. When you do that, you're going to understand how to mix what you already have with new things you find, focusing on who you are and what you love, putting it all together in a cohesive way. So what's stopping you? Well, let me know if this sounds about right. Not enough time, not enough money, and a lack of creativity or design knowledge, which makes you feel overwhelmed and insecure about pulling the trigger and changing things up. This is why I created the Slow Style Society, to help you take action on making your dream home a reality. It's part social club for people who like to just geek out on design and part hands-on learning experience where you get better and better at making decor decisions for each room in your home. And for the next few weeks, I'm offering all new members an additional one-on-one style session with yours truly. So I'll take you through the lessons so you know exactly what to focus on inside the Slow Style Framework in what order, and you'll have a personalized support system from me to get you there. Go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society so we can get started right away. Let's not wait for that imaginary perfect time to create your beautiful, meaningful home. Again, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society. Okay, back to the episode. Well, for Junk Bonanza, it's, you know, all full steam ahead for September. Yeah. Um, You know, we've, uh, Junk Bonanza is a vintage event. We had 
for the first time, you know, I had planned to bring in some um, artisans, particularly those that work with vintage items and some um, food specialty items. So it'll be really fun to add that to our event. Um, With Lived in Style, it's just growing membership. So we can do things that, you know, that we were doing in the print magazine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So, and really highlight real people that are in the industry. The You know, there's so many artisans and dealers and shop owners and homeowners that don't receive the recognition that Mm -hmm. they should. I mean, that's the best part of actually having a magazine is finding those people and their projects. And, and, you know, it's not, it's not just about me. It's about. Oh, you built a community. You, you truly have. Yes. So one of the things that I appreciate so much about the magazine and I'm sure is true at junk bonanza, which I will get to in person one day um, is the art of display. And I wonder if you had any, thoughts or advice about how to display these collections or how to just incorporate a single vintage piece into a room. I'm sort of a minimalist, which is interesting. I, um, I really okay. Yeah, you wouldn't think so with all my collections, but I must I like space. Like, I, like open space. Yeah, I like okay. to see yeah, groupings, you know, I'm, I'm in the three, three group, you know, where I love groups of three. I like three different heights, three different um, items, three different textures, three different, you know, it's always yeah. threes. Um, but I keep a lot of my collections in tubs and change them out depending on the season. Yeah. So my hat molds right now are in a tub, but they'll okay. come back when, you know, I move something else out. So I like groupings. I like small groupings. Um, if you have a lot of something, I prefer them in a cabinet, you know, all together, mm. not one, you know, one piece here and one piece there. Spread you know. out. Yeah. yeah right. I like to see them in cabinets. I love cloches. Mm. Um, although I've had to keep them out of my house now with a two and a half year old. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Your grandson likes them too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, um, but I like any, I like to really turn an object into a piece of art. Mm. And by doing that, you know, I like have an old, um, hand carved wood, um, bust that's on a stand or I have hat molds on stands. Um, I like to really highlight and give them a special spot in my house rather than just having countertops and cabinets and everything full. And the cloches do that too, don't you think? They When you put something inside of it, it elevates yeah. it too. Exactly. exactly. So, so stands and cloches and, well, and su- like putting things on the wall, like your suitcases. Right. And like, I like either my pictures all together in a gallery okay or very separate so they stand out if that makes oh, sense oh so you really see them individually yes yeah my it right. was funny because my daughter was we had recently we recently moved and I'm in a very small uh, apartment or back house and uh, she walked in and she said mom it's getting too full 
<laughs> you really need to, and we walked through and pulled a few items off okay. the shelves. And just by pulling, you know, a half a dozen items, it felt better. Yeah. It, it, giving the items a little bit of breathing room, yeah. visual breathing room, yeah. helps you see them again. And I love the tub idea because then you don't get, you don't, um, it's not that you get tired of your of one's collections, but I feel like you stop seeing them after a while if they're exactly. out for years and years. Yeah, it's like pulling your Christmas decorations out. Right. Oh, you know? yes, it's so much fun. Yeah. I just yeah. Uh, just a few days ago, I pulled out um, folding rulers. I had like twenty five folding rulers because cool. I wanted to do a project with them, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen these in almost a year. It's so much fun. <laughs> Bendy rulers. My my uh, grandkids were both looking at them, thinking, "What are these?" Right. What would anyone use those for? Oh, I love I love it. I have I only have one of those, but it, it it's from a wallpaper company. And so, since I'm into interiors, I love that it has oh. a wallpaper manufacturer on on it. And and it's fun because you can I can make it into a triangle, or I can put it all the way down, or whatever shape I need for a vignette. You know. Well, I just did a project. Um, after I pulled them out, um, I did a project with one and I'm super excited about it, but I can't tell you because we're going to give it as a kind of a freebie next week, uh, as a thank you to our members. Oh, great. Oh, I can't wait to see it. That is so exciting. And that's another thing that you can do, I guess, with an online magazine is you can add bonuses, right? You can. And, you know, the best part, which we didn't talk about is with an online magazine, all those stories are up there for you, for you to go back to mm-hmm. and you don't have to page through a million, um, you know, uh, paper magazines to find them. Um, right. They're always there. So if you buy a membership, you're buying everything that's up there, which is right. the whole archive. Yes. Yes. Which is great. Well, Kai, I love talking to you. I always do. Uh, we we are we love the same things, and um, I'm looking forward to people checking out Lived in Style magazine and the projects and the ideas and the inspiration. But before we go, I would love it if you could tell us your opinion, your thoughts on why style matters. What's the purpose of creating one's signature style? For different reasons, for everyone. I think it matters because it makes you feel good. <laughs> Period. My, at the end, right? Like know, that's enough. <laughs> honestly, my style makes me smile. Mm. Um, it doesn't necessarily make anyone else smile, but <laughs> <laughs> it makes me smile. Um, style can be comforting. It can comfort you. It's. It can. Ju- it just makes you feel darn good. Mm-hmm. And that's what it should be. It's not about your neighbor's style. It's not about your, you know, sister-in-law's style. It's your very own. And I think people, if they spent more time creating their own style, mm-hmm. they'd be happier. I couldn't agree more. And I love that idea. Is something being your very own. I love that. Well, Kai, thank you so much for your time. Oh, it's uh, always fun. Yes, thank you. And and I look forward to staying in touch and, and continuing to go through, read, devour Lived in Style magazine. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for having me. I, it's, yeah. it's just such a treat.
Thank you so much for listening and thank you for all of the wonderful, sweet, kind reviews that you've been leaving on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and all those other places that you listen to your podcasts. They really do make a difference in helping this podcast get found. So I really appreciate it and it and it means a lot. Also, don't forget, download the free Style Finder at littleyellowcouch.com. I look forward to hearing what your unique style is all about. Same time, same place next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.